Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And in this mini episode, we wanted to talk about vampire rules, this time decapitation. <laughs> the decapitation of vampires. Now, this is one of the oldest rules mm. in all of the European folklore. The number one go-to way of killing a vampire is just to separate the head from the body. Yeah. Now, because of modern vampire movies, people think that sunlight and the stake through the heart are the two main ways of killing a vampire. And in old European folklore, the stake, and we mentioned this in a previous episode, the stake in the heart, in most cases, the vampire had to be laying flat in its coffin. And then the stake was driven through the heart and into the ground. Yeah, so they can't move. Right. <laughs> so they and can't the, get up. <laughs> right. That was the whole point. It wasn't to turn the vampire into dust or into mush. It was just to pin the vampire to the ground to keep it from rising from the dead. Yeah. So that means the stake had to stay in the vampire. If yeah. you pull the stake out, then theoretically the vampire could get up and roam around again. Yeah, because the stake isn't, like, really going to kill it. So that's the old-style staking the vampire. And sunlight, which we also covered in a mini-episode, uh, is, is sort of contingent on whether the vampire is more of a phantomy vampire as opposed to a more of a physical vampire. And in some legends, uh, the physical vampire, the sun doesn't really affect the physical vampire. It's really only when the vampire is more like a vampire ghost, which makes sense because you're more likely to see a ghost at night and especially when you're more vulnerable and stuff like that. But if you're confronted with a vampire and it's a physical vampire, you know, the kind that you can touch and feel and poke, you know. <laughs> but if it's one of those vampires, then the recommended way of killing the vampire is to cut its head off. There's also a thing about just like burying them face down so that when they when they try to get out of the ground, they're, they think they're burrowing up, but they're actually burrowing down. Oh, so they're like right, going away yeah. from you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, now in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, at the end of the book, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> Harker slashes Dracula's throat. Yeah, don't they kill him with knives or something? Yeah, while Quincy, the American, stabs Dracula in the heart. Mm. But they both use knives. So it's not... Is it, is it, it's not silver knives, right? I don't think they're silver knives. I think they're just fighting weapons. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we talk about fighting vampires in previous episodes, and Bram Stoker's Dracula actually ends with an action scene. Yeah. It actually ends with like a battle. Um, the only thing is Dracula is not participating in the in the battles. So Dracula in, in Bram Stoker's book is not necessarily a fighting vampire, but his Romani guards are the ones who are trying to get the coffin back to the castle. You know. Uh, yeah, and, that's like in that version of Dracula that we just watched. Yeah. So when they come across the heroes, they have to have this fight scene. And of course, Quincy is mortally wounded. And after Dracula is destroyed, then Quincy, Quincy dies. And then you find out later on that uh, Jonathan Harker and Mina have a son and they name him Quincy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more on that later in a different episode. I have some theories about that. Some theories. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for another time. But in Stoker's book, it's not so much that Dracula's head is cut off. It's just that, you know, he's, his throat is slashed so deeply that it's, you know, it's, it's essentially like a, a head-severing wound. <laughs> so at the end of it, you know, you're thinking like, okay, well, what really killed Dracula? Was it the knife in the heart or was it the severed head? And you don't know. It's a sort of, you know. And I think maybe Stoker just kind of, he didn't want to abandon the, um, the folklore of the decapitation requirement. <laughs> so he made sure that he had some form of it at the end of his book. I guess he didn't want people coming up and saying, that's not how you kill a vampire. you got to <laughs> sever the head. 
Like that show we saw the other night. It's like, it's this show called Fear Itself. And it's a short anthology horror show. You know, it's like uh, Tales from the Crypt or any of those type of shows wow. from 2008. And we watched episode number one, which is, it's cool because we didn't actually know it was a vampire episode. It's just like, we knew it was a monster. But then in the end, it turned out to be a vampire. And that was like a fun reveal. What was the name of the episode again? Uh, I think it's just called The Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, like Sacrifice <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's like these guys that are on the run, and they're like going through some wintry like forest area, and then they find this big old compound, kind of like a Waco-style like place, but there's only, they only see three girls, and this like old guy that's chained to a bed, who they think is like sick or something. Yeah. It's just one of the... Features of it is that, you know, when they approach this compound, there's like walls and stuff. And it's, when they go in, it's clear that it's old. Like it's, it was, you know, probably built up in the 1860s or something like that. And there's no electricity or anything. And so, yeah, it's sort of like if you're watching it and, you know, you're good at figuring out monster shows, you already know that there's some sort of ghoul slash zombie, maybe vampire thing going to happen, maybe a werewolf or something. But in this case, it turns out to be vampires. But um, one of the things that we really liked about it was, I mean, it was surprisingly good for, for one of these kinds of shows. And um, I mean, it had uh, Rachel Miner in it, who's actually a pretty good actress of that time. And um, I can't remember the other, it was a couple of guys. There's another guy in there that I, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's, he was in one season of Fargo. Um, he's a pretty good actor, but and it's not Billy Bob Thornton, so <laughs> I, I would know him. But it's 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 another guy. I can't remember his name. But anyway, um, no, there's a it's 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 a vampire episode, and we were really surprised that when they when they got around to the rules, you know, because you know in these shows they try to you know stretch things out a little bit, you know, and for suspense or whatever. And I already know, okay, it's like okay, just get to the rules. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you can kind of tell when somebody's about to launch into the rules, you know. Yeah. It's like when an animals like circling and you know they're gonna lay down. Like yeah. they <laughs> were like, okay, here come the rules, you know. Yeah, and so the rules are basically, in order to kill the vampire, you have to either burn them, stake them or cut their head off. Yeah. So I thought it was, is there, I, it's been a while since I've seen a vampire film where, you know, they, they really, they go for the, oh, let's do the decapitation. Like, let's throw that one in. Yeah, because the girls have an ax and yeah. they use it a lot. Yeah, and I there's got to be a reason for that, you know? And because um, usually you don't include that one. I mean, maybe for zombies, because zombies these days, it's all about, you know, separate, you know, destroy the brain, basically. Like, if you destroy the brain, you destroy the ghoul, right? Yeah. That's a zombie rule. But not so much in vampires anymore. You know, it, it, it's definitely, like I said before, it's the oldest how to kill a vampire rule, but has been neglected, you know, for the last 60, 70 years in, in vampire uh, cinema. So, um, something like, okay, there's got to be a reason why they included that one. And the burning the vampire makes sense, too, because, you know, in European folklore, people who were really freaked out and like thought, okay, this is definitely a vampire. One of the ways to really get rid of it was to dig up the body, cut the heart out, and then burn the heart. Yeah, because you it's know? like, how are they? How's a vampire going to come back from that? Yeah, you and know? so <laughs> another way, an easier way, like less of a hassle, would be just just burn the whole freaking body. You know, so cremating someone is is a good way to. 
ensure that they probably won't come back as a vampire, at least not a physical vampire, maybe a ghost-like vampire. Oh, yeah, that'd um, be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that makes sense. And of course, the staking we already know. And, and in this episode, sure enough, the staking is more about pinning down the vampire. Yeah, and there's one part where this guy... They see this guy and he got staked to the bed and then she also sewed his mouth shut, which I assume is so he can't bite anything, even though you never see him become a vampire. Yeah. But I still thought that was interesting. I don't really see, because I know in some old stories they do stuff like put like cloves of garlic in the mouth and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but I haven't seen uh, anything like related to that in a while. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the staking, was it was interesting because the stake alone wasn't enough is what I'm saying. So what they're basically saying in this episode is you got to either cut their heads off or burn them. Those those are the short, no pun intended, (laughs) surefire way of getting rid of the vampire. So we're trying to figure, okay, that's that's interesting. So we get to the end and they reveal as part of the storyline that they are from Romania. And when they came to the United States, they brought this curse with them. Yeah, and and it was an accident. So then they said that their whole commune was going to just like basically just keep the vampire there and always feed it so it didn't go out. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. And so that's why whoever wrote this thought, oh, we have to have like the old timey folklore rules of vampires to make it really consistent with the fact that this commune has been there since the 1860s and they've just been, you know, it's been like their, their family embarrassment. (laughs) <laughs> and they came to the United States and, and they're like, okay, now we all have to just be walled in because we can't let this curse get out. And so at this point, I'm sitting there going like, wow, this is like fearless vampire killers. Yeah, you're because, making a lot of uh, parallels. Y- yeah. <laughs> and by the way, uh, listeners, if you don't know a lot of these references, we've talked about a lot of these movies in previous episodes. And we can't keep on going back over and reviewing all of the previous episodes. So if you're not sure what we're referring to, I just recommend going going back and listening to some of the previous episodes and and you'll know some of these references. But anyway, um, so yeah, in Fearless Vampire Killers, which is a movie we covered in a previous episode, we talked about how the vampires were contained in this one little area in, um, I think I said, in part of Russia when we did the original episode. And I think it's supposed to be it's still supposed to be Romania, but I think at the time it was sort of under Russian rule. Oh, like rule. part of the USSR? <laughs> no, well, no, it was pre-USSR, but it uh, would have been the Tsarist Russia. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. I forgot it was 1700. Yeah, it would either be, because I don't think Romania was a country at that time. I don't, you know, I'm not really sure, but it was probably either under the Tsarist Russia or it would have been under the Austro-Hungarian rule, most likely at that time, if we're talking late 1700s, early 1800s kind of thing. But anyway, the vampires were contained and the whole point was that the guys that went in there to kill the vampires to wipe them out forever wound up unleashing upon the world the vampire curse, you know? Yeah, and we thought this show was almost going to end the same yeah, way. Yeah, we, we, we but... were so convinced that it was going to be like, oh, they're ripping off fearless vampire killers. No, but then at the very end, it changes the I know, and they were so close. I mean, it was like... They had everything set up perfectly. So the two survivors, uh, the Rachel Minor character, not Rachel, a minor character, Rachel Minor <laughs> character. Her name yeah. is Rachel Minor. Who you said um, is good at dark roles. She is good at dark roles. She was in that movie Bully. Um, no, she's a really good actress, especially for that kind of role. And then the guy, the, the hero, the two of them are the lone survivors, sole survivors. Yeah. And um, so now she spent her whole life inside these walls. She's never been out because she's never, there was never a time when they had killed all the vampires. So finally, at the end of this episode, all the vampires are dead. And so he's going to take her out. Now he's going to free her. And they're going to go out and she's going to see the 
like the world, like what's on the other side of the wall for the first time. Yeah. And for a moment there, you're thinking like, oh, this is going to be like a happy ending for her. Or he could be secretly bitten or she could be secretly bitten. Yeah. And then they go out and then you find out later on that they've unleashed upon the world the curse <laughs> of the vampire, which would be like fearless vampire killers. Or they could do what they actually did. Huh. Which is, they reveal that he's been bitten. Yeah, which I'm like, couldn't he have shown her that, like, before she opened the gate? He's like, okay, take a look. Now let's go, let's close the door again. Yeah. <laughs> so once she sees that he's been bitten, she closes the gate, and then she just looks at him with that. <laughs> she gives him a look like, it's on. You know, like, yeah, we're going to have is, a final showdown. Only that actress could deliver that look that way. I mean, she she just, you know, she just has that look. And it's it's, you know, it's this look of, like okay, you know, your history, like back to work kind of thing. <laughs> back to work. <laughs> anyway, that's our take on the vampire rule of decapitation, and um, we hope you enjoyed it. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.